Welcome to Prepare to Care, the ARP podcast with resources and tools to support the millions of family caregivers who provide unpaid care to their loved ones. I'm Marie Pierre, your host for this podcast. Just as with annual physical exams, it's equally important to have regular eye examinations. An annual eye exam is appropriate for most people. If you have a family history of high disease or disorders, it's vital to monitor your eye health regularly. Prevention is an important component of eye care. Now, caring for a loved one that maybe has lost their vision already can be overwhelming and challenging for caregivers and their loved ones. Today, to cover tips and resources that may be very helpful in your caregiving journey, we have invited Dr. Rebecca Montes, a practicing doctor of optometry and board member of Prevent Blindness Texas. Coming up on Prepare to Care. Dr. Montes, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. So, first question, Prevent Blindness Texas. That sounds like a really important mission. What is Prevent Blindness Texas? Yes, so Prevent Blindness Texas, it's a, it's a nonprofit organization that is focused on preserving sight. So we do this by, you know, very, focusing on various issues such as um, early detection of certain vision issues. We, this is done through our screening program. We, you can find us out in the public, uh, screening individuals for various eye problems. Usually you can find us at health fairs, certain community community centers, and then we also provide patient support. So this is done by providing the individual with an avenue to, to certain eye care providers for um, or eye, eye professionals, say if they didn't have access otherwise, say, you know, for example, patients who don't have insurance. And then we're also really big on promoting public health, promoting awareness, uh, vision issues as well. Okay, so becoming blind, that's like a really big deal, right? Oh, sure, yes. Uh, and, Okay, that's like a scary thing for me. Like I'm thinking, oh, why? What would I do if I lost my vision? So what are like, are there things that people need to worry about? Like are there warning signs that things are really not heading well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There, there are, there are, there are many different kinds of signs. I would say more general, especially if if you're a caretaker and you want to kind of clue into these things. To things to look for would include maybe just increased number of injuries, numbers of falls throughout the household. Um, perhaps this individual, <clears throat> you know, especially falls, uh, falls especially, excuse me, are very much tied to vision loss. So, you know, has this individual fallen more? Did they burn their hand when they were on the stove? Uh, do they just happen to run into furniture more often as well? Those are some things to look for. Other things you might find are, you know, the individual needing a, more light or magnification when they're doing certain tasks such as reading their favorite book, reading the newspaper. This is especially evident when you're in a restaurant. You know, everybody's it's a, a dimly lit restaurant. Everybody's fine sitting, you know, at the table, but there may just be the one, you know, elderly individual who just can't see the menu quite well, so they require more light. And um, yeah, and they may say things like the print is just too small. Oh my God, that sounds just like me. <laughs> no, but anyway, thank you. No, I remember like my grandmother, when she started uh-huh. to lose her vision, she uh-huh. always had this spotless house. Uh-huh. And suddenly things were a little dirty uh-huh. because she couldn't see them, sure. right? So these are signs of what I'm hearing is everyday life starts being a little different. Yes. 
exactly. So I'm, I'm guessing that screening must be super important. Yes, absolutely. And then, and as I said, you know, that's one thing that prevent blindness does is, is a screening. Um, but, you know, with that being said, of course, it's always good to maintain, you know, your eye health as well. And that's, you know, done by getting your yearly eye exams. So, um, okay, so you see patients all the time, right? Mm -hmm. do, do people like fake it sometimes? Like you're not going to find out I'm getting blind. Um, well, no, I, I, the only people who do fake it, I'd say would pro are probably children. <laughs> oh, interesting. But yes. not older people, right? No, older people, they, if they have a problem, they will come to us. Okay. And, yeah. So in older individuals, like what are, I, like I've heard of diabetes, I've heard of macular degenerations, mm -hmm. like what are the de macular degeneration? What are the like really big ones that people should be looking for? Yeah, absolutely. So in the elderly population, yes, uh, macular degeneration, the full name is age-related macular degeneration. Okay. So, yeah, just as the name implies, it is associated with with um, older age. It tends to be more common in Caucasian individuals, lighter skin, especially family history of this condition. So that tends to be very common. And then also diabetes. It's a growing disease it's an epidemic at this point in America and unfortunately it's it's a blinding it can be a blinding disease as well so yeah if you're not taking care of your diabetes and your sugars well this can you can certainly go blind from oh, that oh wow yeah that and so those two the other one I would probably say might be glaucoma. Glaucoma is very common in the in the population as well, and th this is a that's a disease of the optic nerve. Okay. And it's that's actually more of like a silent disease. So you really don't know you have it until you actually go to the eye doctor and you, you know, you have your exam. But um, to put it in a nutshell, it just really affects your side vision first. Okay. But you don't notice it right away because the brain is very good at inputting, uh, just kind of filling in those spots of your vision that are missing interesting mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's what I'm hearing is if you have diabetes but even if you're just getting older it's really important to go and see your eye doctor what once a year at least yes right once right. a year mm -hmm. because your brain could trick you into thinking everything is perfectly fine and really it isn't Sure, sure, yeah, and then there, there are some individuals who are in denial of these things too, you know, no, I'm doing fine, I'm okay, and so yeah, it's just good to just get your eyes checked. Yeah, that was, that was my dad, you know, like, oh, everything is okay, yeah. my glasses are getting a little bit, you know, blurry, and then he needed to have surgery, oh, you know, goodness. Yeah. And, and everything, and actually things are a lot better now, okay. but, uh, but you're right. Um, so do, uh, as humans, like, do we have a tendency to adapt to the situation and this is why we might delay or we just don't want to face the reality? I think it can be a little bit of both. I think it can be a little bit of both. And, and you know, a part of that can also tie into certain, you know, mental health issues in terms of denial and just not wanting to face, you know, the, the real deal and what's going on. But, um, yeah, and in that sense, you know, the person would adapt to their environment and their vision loss. So you said for caregivers, you know, look for changes mm -hmm. in in the way uh, in the way people are addressing life, mm -hmm. you know, and look for major changes because sometimes we don't know about it, but it could be a sign of eye disease. Um, I guess you know, um, help maybe set up that doctor's appointment and make sure people are going. Now, what 
what do people do when they actually start losing their vision? There's nothing, like my, my grandma had the macular degeneration. There was not much that could be done. Mm -hmm. or, or there was not much at the time. That was probably 20 years ago. So what, what do you recommend when things are starting to happen? Sure, absolutely. I, I think for one, just recognizing that there's a problem first and foremost, you know, coming to to accept that. Um, but thereafter, just, you know, seeking help from an eye care professional, perhaps somebody who is a, a specialist in in low vision or specializes in, in the area of, of just promoting and just preserving what, what, what remaining vision is left in that individual. So, you know, um, if you want something a little bit more practical, say the vision loss isn't it's just in its beginning stages. You could do certain things like provide a hand magnifier for the individual to just see the print a little bit bigger. Um, <clears throat> if, it's, if it's a little bit more progressed, then, then at that point I would say it would be time to seek out a, a specialist for, for that. So explain the difference between low vision and uh -huh. blindness. Are, are these like the same thing? It's a continuum or, or what, you know, what's the difference there? Yeah, so with with low vision, I think it's just more of a, I guess if you want to say a PC term, it's just, it's just we don't want to say that the individual is blind. It's just, you know, they still have some vision. Blindness is very... I guess the, to be blind, it's it's a very vague description. Some people may see very blurry. Other people's may have uh, other individuals may have splotches of their vision missing or parts of their vision mis missing. So it's it's just a very general, wide general concept. So I guess that's why, you know, I just say low vision. It's just it's just the the amount of vision that's remaining in that person. But I think mm -hmm. you bring something very interesting for for those of us who are not necessarily familiar with you know, blindness. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you're talking about prevent blindness, Texas, sure. but really what you're referring to is, okay, blindness is like, is like a vague term, right? It's something mm -hmm. that we've been using, but it really can address a number of things. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. absolutely. And so, so there are people who can't see from the sides, but okay, first, just really scary things. People mm -hmm. who can't see anything at all. Does that happen with age? Like complete blindness. It, yeah, absolutely. And again, it just depends on the individual. It just depends on their genetic history, their makeup. But um, yeah, it is certainly possible. And, and again, the, the blindness can vary just depending on the condition that they have. Okay, what I'm hearing mm -hmm. is that probably is not the most common thing. Pitch black, I can't see anything at all. No. In your experience, yeah. that's not the most common thing. It really isn't. It really isn't. So, you know, for example, with somebody with macular degeneration, um, that's something that's going to affect their central vision. So, they, you know, they may have pretty good side vision, but, you know, looking at the person, you know, just how I'm looking at you or if, if they're looking at their grandchild, they might not be able to see their face, you know, clear and crisp. It might just be, you know, blotted out or, or just... Um, they just it's not crisp and clear okay yeah huh, that's what it means that's what it means and it just it varies from from person to person just depending on what condition they have if they have diabetes they may have uh, lots of parts of their vision that is just you know, not functional um, you know it, it again it just it just go, goes back to really like what's going on in the back of the eye so yeah to, just to summarize yes blind, blindness isn't just categorized as all black but I think mm -hmm. you bring something very interesting, again, to go back to my experience. So my grandmother had macular degeneration, mm -hmm. 
And then it was very difficult for the family to even believe that she was impaired because sometimes she could see something and sometimes she could not. And I think that uh, my parents or my grandfather, who was you know, caring for her at the time, were not necessarily educated as to what macular degeneration means. And so sometimes er early on, there were some feelings that, oh, she's faking. You oh. know, um, <laughs> yeah. because, you know, she says she can't see, but suddenly mm -hmm. she could see. Sure. Right. And it's very confusing yeah. for caregivers. It's like, are we dealing with an older person who is, who is faking, who is not faking? Mm -hmm. um, it can be very confusing to figure out what's going on with this person. Right. Right. Um, and I remember early on that it, it elicited feelings in our family. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Where do people seek information uh, about the different kinds of blindness or, or, or where can they find information, especially caregivers, to validate what's going on maybe? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I would say, you know, Prevent Blind, the, our, our website, Prevent Blindness Texas, actually provides a good resource for all the different types of vision loss, eye diseases that could that um, cause vision loss so that would be one source and you know there's a, there's also a lot of resources out there uh, you know if you just as well as just search on the internet but um, I you know another thing would just be to ask you know your eye care provider at the yearly visit and just kind of you know just ha have them shed a little bit more light as to what exactly is going on um, because you know yeah as I said every disease is just specific to yes. that to that individual Thank you. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about diabetes. That's like mm -hmm. a really big one. Mm -hmm. So yes. tell us, like, what? how does that affect vision? How do people start feeling it? I know, uh, because I know a friend who has diabetes, and one of the first symptoms is blurred vision and, and lots of thirst. Right. Right? But then people take medication. Maybe things look better for a while. It's like a, it's another one of those silent diseases, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely, and that and that can be a dangerous one because just diabetes in general, it doesn't, you know, it's it's it it, it too can can in, in certain ways be a silent disease. But as far as vision goes, yes, it does start off as blurry vision. They may have a change in their prescription, uh, an increase in their prescription, and you know, as you go along, is is if it gets worse, you know, me as a practitioner looking in the back of the eye, I may see bleeding. In, in, in the back of the eye, there may be um, infarctions of the nerve fiber that, that also runs in the back of the eye as well. And so with that, um, I, I would say the worst case scenario an individual could experience is probably a retinal detachment. So something like a dark curtain veil in your vision, uh, increase in flashes of lights, floaters, um, you may have you know part of your vision that's just blocked out, a certain quadrant, those are all certain ways that diabetes can affect the vision. So, it, okay, to, to the, like, the lay person like me, it mm -hmm. sounds like, like diabetes can cause literally like injuries to the eye. Absolutely. It's what it sounds like. And you yes. never know what's going to happen with that. Right? right. Yeah, exactly. No, if people take medication, can that be controlled? Yes. Yeah. If you take your medication and of course diet is a really big part of that as well. Just watching your sugar intake, going to your doctor regularly and yeah, taking your medication. Let's talk another, uh, another big one. It's like, I'm asking you all these questions no, okay. like glaucoma. What is that? Yeah. I've heard that a lot with older people. 
Yes, so glaucoma, it's a disease of the optic nerve. And so the optic nerve is responsible for transmitting messages from the back of the eye to the brain and vice versa. And so we, we do know that glaucoma is a genetic disease. It runs in families. It's especially prominent in African-Americans and Hispanics. And so essentially, you know, we, um, it's also been tied to increased eye pressure of the eyes. So that's one of the things that we look at when we're doing a full eye exam is we check the pressure of the eye, just like how we have blood pressure. Um, you also have pressure in the eye. And so with increased pressure, you know, if, in the family history, if you're African-American, these are all risk factors for glaucoma. And, and eventually what happens is the cells in the optic nerve just begin to die off. Okay. And there's, there's no, as of right now, there is no way to reverse that process. And so those cells um, are responsible um, for contributing to your side vision, um, for what you see on your side on vision. The side vision. Mm -hmm. And then I heard something, it's like, oh, I have low blood pressure, so I'm not going to have glaucoma. But you can have low blood pressure in your body, mm -hmm. but high blood pressure in your eyes. Is that correct? Or is that... That's true. Yeah, you can have low low blood pressure, but still have a high pressure in the eye. In the eye. So mm -hmm. d don't be fooled by thinking, oh, you have low blood pressure, you're not at risk for glaucoma, right? right? Okay. Right, right. And then one last one, you mm -hmm. know, the, the cataract. I've heard so many things. Like, that was my dad, cataract surgery. Yeah. What does that look like? Like, what does the, how does the cataract affect your eye? Sure, yeah. So cataract is, if you think of the eye like a camera, so the lens, uh, the, an old-fashioned camera, and we, I know we have our cell phones now, but the lens itself, so over time, you know, if we all live long enough, we're all going to get cataracts, and it's just due to just this constant exposure of sunlight over, over time, and essentially the, the lens begins to turn yellow. And so you, as the individual with the cataract, how you perceive it as... Um, you know, you may not be, I mean, for one, you know, vision is going to be blurred yeah, and um, driving at night especially tends to be a major problem. You may notice things like halos, uh, glare from oncoming headlights. Those are one of the, probably the most common symptoms from cataracts. Does your vision turn yellow when the lens turns yellow? Um, no, not so know, much. Right? Okay. You know, you do experience some color vision changes, but it's so gradual you don't notice it right away. Okay. It's only until you have the cataract taken out and then an implant put in that you that your world just looks so different. Colors look brighter, especially the sky. It's just, you know, the, the color blue is just more prominent. So, so there's hope for people with cataract. That's what happened to my dad. He got the surgery, he got... Yes. Lance and, and life is like markedly better, it right? It really is. It really, really is. Yeah, thankfully we, there is, you know, a treatment for, for cataracts and that's just to have the surgery done. That's really mm -hmm. good news. Um, so, um, Dr. Montes, thank you so much. Um, that's about all the time that we have for today. But before we go, if you had one piece of advice for our listeners and our caregivers, what would that be? So I would say just, you know, be, you know, as if you are a caregiver and you, you are, treat, you know, caring for somebody who is going through the vision loss process, I would say just be patient, you know, and, and yeah, and just be aware of the fact that blindness isn't, doesn't just constitute as total blackness. It, it just varies from person to person. And, and also just be an advocate for your, for, for the individual you're caring for, you know, be present when you're there in the, the eye exam. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And, and yeah, just be involved in their, in, their, in their eye care in addition to the rest of their health care. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. I think that this was very um, a hopeful talk because uh, learning that blindness is not total blindness. That's actually quite rare. That mm -hmm. There are all kinds of things that you can do. Sure. And, uh, and listeners, as always, go to those doctor's appointments. Um, yes. and, and this week, make an appointment with the eye doctor. Take your loved ones to the doctor. Dr. Montes, thank you so much. Yes, thank you for having me. Today, we've spoken with Rebecca Montes, Dr. Rebecca Montes, who is a practicing doctor of optometry and board member of Prevent Blindness Texas. If you want to find out more about tips and resources Dr. Rebecca shared with us today, please visit Prevent Blindness Texas website at texas.preventblindness.org. If you thought this podcast was helpful, or if you have friends who are also caregivers and going through this with a loved one, please invite them to follow the Prepare to Care podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at www.aarp.org slash HoustonPTC. Again, our web, you can find us at www.aarp.org slash HoustonPTC. Thanks for listening, and as always... Thanks for caring.